Uh, welcome back with Radio Veritas, the Catholic radio station. Archbishop William Slattery with you. Delighted to have your company. It's two minutes now past five in the afternoon. Welcome if you have just joined us. And now I am going to have a word with Coquetso uh, Zumba. Coquetso uh, is from uh, the Archdiocese of Pretoria, out in the parishes around Hammond's Crawl. Um, she has been a very devout and wonderful Catholic and youth leader, uh, first of all working in our parish, then in the deanery, and working with the Archdiocesan youth. You will remember, dear people, that uh, in preparation for this year's Synod on Youth, uh, uh, we sent out a questionnaire and many replies came back and Kokezo was the one with a group who uh, put those together, the findings of that. She was elected then as the National Secretary preparing for the Mini World Youth Day, that wonderful uh, days we had in, in Durban uh, at the beginning of last year. She was the National Secretary. Um, so Kokezo uh, also, please God, later this year, will represent the youth of our country uh, with uh, when she goes to meet with the Pope and bishops from con- uh, all countries of the world meeting in Synod in October in Rome. And so, uh, Kokezo, good afternoon. Afternoon is great. I'm delighted to speak to you. How are you, Kokezo? Are you well? I'm well, thank you so much. That's very, very good. Uh, you have been involved, Kokezo, at a very deep level with youth work. Um, uh, how has it touched you personally, yourself, the experience of working with youth? Um, from the beginning, it has, I have grown so much um, and I've been challenged. And those challenges have uh, shaped me into the better person or... Okay, I try to be the better person that I am today. So the youth ministry has, has, has been a great um, um, ministry to, to be in. So it has shaped me. It has made me grow in a very uh, big way. Yeah, yeah, you were very involved in preparation for the uh, the mini world youth in Durban. Um, you know, what was your what impressed you? What was your experience of the mini world youth in Durban as national secretary? Oh, um, there was just so much. Um, but what touched me about the mini world, you say, was the uh, uniformity of the young people. In, in doing everything. So from um, praying the rosary where people had the sisters and the young people had formed the shape of a rosary while everyone was praying it, and to uh, a time, I remember in one of the Holy Masses, um, when we prayed the Lord's Prayer, all the, the young people held hands from the far end of the the, the, the exhibition center to the other one without actually ever saying a word to each other about um, holding hands, but with held hands showing solidarity that in all the challenges that we'll go through, we'll go through them together. It just shows that the youth is so uniformed and we can really conquer everything. So the uniformity of the young people in the Catholic Church, that's what touched me. 
Yeah, so you're saying, okay, so thank you very much, you know, realising that there were more or less just under 4,000 young people from all over the country and even yeah. from Zimbabwe and other other places. You found mm-hmm. a great reverence among them when they gathered together in Durban, you say. And, you know, you had a, you had a great sense of being together, you know, yeah. and uh, also a sense of power or at least the potential that youth have for the future of the church and South Africa. Yeah. How would you say, Kokezo, you know, how can the church work better and you know, respond more to the needs of youth? What are youth expecting of the church today? Okay. The youth um the youth wants to be would like to be empowered with like the church um the teaching because if we are empowered with the church teachings and the culture, we'll, we'll have the, the, the knowledge and the confidence to defend our faith, not be uh, taken by all the other religions so easily when we terribly go to universities on, or on the streets. So if we, have the, if, if we are empowered with the knowledge of the Catholic Church, then I mean, we will be more confident to defend ourselves and our faith when we are challenged. And um, obviously we need um, um, spiritual fathers. So our chaplains have, we need chaplains who are passionate to work with us. So not just um, people who are assigned to work with the youth uh, for the sake of being a chaplain, but we need chaplains who will work with us through this life of usefulness. Um, um, so people who will sit with us and want to understand us and listen to our challenges and want to work um, work, work with us to conquer those challenges. So, yes, um, and another thing, um, so, yes, with the teachings, obviously, like we've made, like the, the youth feels like after catechetical sessions, after confirmations, then we are left to, to, to find information for ourselves Others don't have the time or anything. So we need something that we can do after to be empowered with the information that's necessary for us to grow in our faith, in like our daily lives. Thanks, Brenda. Okay, so... What you're saying, actually, you know, echoes, you know, we had all the priests we met at St. John Vianney Seminary in the Archdiocese in December, and some of the youth, like Gladness and so on, came to give us a presentation, and and, um, at Lamini and so on, and they said the same thing. They want really to to know their faith more uh, closely, more deeply. They want their chaplains, the priests, and the adults, actually, there's many fine adult Catholics, to share the faith uh, with them, you know, so that you're able to defend your faith because young people today are challenged and they often um, feel vulnerable because they don't know their faith adequately. So that is the appeal you're saying, Kokezo, is it? Yes, it's great. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, thank you very much because, you know, and then you you mentioned also after confirmation, they're left alone, you know, once confirmation is over, then actually oftentimes questions really arise. You yourself were at university. How did you find, how did you deal with your faith in university, finding, I suppose, sometimes uh, many people criticizing the faith? Um. 
fortunately for me, he's great. Um, I, I, I attended university while um, living at home. So I, I had the support and I attended mass um, at my home church. And then I was um, involved in the youth ministry. So I found um, I, I, I found empowerment and teaching, um, empower, like empowerment um, for my my faith day. Um, so I wasn't greatly challenged with the, uh, all the other religions who are actively um, um, actively recruiting members at the university. So. Um, for others who are not who are not as fortunate as me, um, who are in universities, I would ask them to be actively involved with the Association of Catholic Students, students, because there you will also get to um, have more teachings, and you will get to have because at universities, you, you every every young person needs a, um, a sense of belonging, so you will get your sense of belonging there, and when you are challenged with other um, faith, um, other religions in university, you will know that you where you belong. So um, belonging at least uh, takes away um, that. Um, yeah, being uh, feeling a stranger. Challenges. Yeah. So just belonging. Yes. Yeah. So thank you very much for emphasizing that because um, now in the next few weeks, uh, these days we have all this trouble about young people trying to register at universities. So what you're saying, something that we do need to bring to their attention is that there is a movement. We call it ACTS, A-C-T-S. That's the Catholic, uh, you know, university students. And there are chaplains in most of the technicons and universities. And you're saying to young Catholics, join acts and you will find belonging, you will find education in your faith, you will find the strength to survive the challenges of today. Yes, that's great. So, so now, uh, finally, um, uh, so congratulations on the wonderful work you have done, you know, and we're so proud of you. How do you feel now about uh, the the the, the, the uh, meeting the Holy Father and attending I suppose it last a couple of weeks the synod the meeting of uh, the world bishops in Rome. Um, I am very happy. It's it, it, it's it's such a huge honor for me. I am still shocked, but I believe that God calls the um, the unqualified that He can qualify them. I. I, I felt unworthy of this great opportunity and this great honor, but I, I hope and I will always pray that I will um, represent the conference, the, the youth of the Southern African Bishops Conference, um, in a great manner, and I will present our challenges, our uniform challenges, in a way that um, maybe we will find this, um, I mean, um, yeah, we'll find... Answers uh, all together with the youth, other youth globally. So I, I hope and pray to, to represent the Southern African Bishop Conference well, and I'm, I'm, I'm honoured for this big opportunity, opportunity that the SACBC Board um, of Bishops has has greatly given me. 
Thank you very much. Uh, let's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's Kokezo Zomba from uh, Hammond's Crawl from Pretoria, who was the secretary of the coordinating committee for the uh, Mini World Youth Day, which was so wonderful down in uh, Durban. Uh, she worked with the cardinal and the committee down there. She coordinated the responses of the youth. Uh, she is um, very involved in uh, youth leadership. And now she's preparing uh, later in the year uh, to meet with the Pope and be there to represent our youth from South Africa. Kokezo, thank you very much and God bless you and thank you for being part of our program. Thank you, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. That's lovely. Thank you very much indeed. So now let's listen to the next piece of music. Radio Veritas, we're now 18 minutes past five. Thank you very much for accompanying me over the last while. And we just have a few more minutes together. Um, I do want to say something about to encourage our people to participate and take co-responsibility for your parish, for your church, uh, for your community. Um, there are many wonderful people who play a great role in the church, and I want you to encourage you to do that, and especially those who participate, obviously in sodalities, but in a special way in that in that area, which is part of the very structure, the nature of the church, that is parish councils, parish, fin- parish pastoral councils, parish finance councils, and of course archdiocesan pastoral councils as well. I want to encourage you to become involved and to play a, an active role uh, in the building up of the church community there. You know, just before Christmas on 23rd of December, we had a very sad funeral uh, in Mahube Valley down at the end of Mamalodi uh, in St. Peter Clay, uh, no, in Daniel Comboni Church Parish. Now, uh, the occasion was the funeral of a young man of 30 years of age, uh, Lucas uh, Mohueba. Now, uh, I had been there just a few weeks before. And he had been MC for most of the liturgy and above all, he was highly involved in the choir. Later, he put on a beautiful concert to celebrate the day and he he sang himself individually and participated in the choirs while acting as MC. Uh, because it's uh, an area where sometimes there is there are break-ins and dangers down there, uh, of his own initiative, uh, he saw that the young priest who was there was somewhat nervous to be alone, and so he offered to stay uh, in the priest's house uh, to offer protection uh, to the priest. And um, some visitors were saying goodbye. They left the gate open and some of these robbers and soldiers broke in, uh, came upstairs where uh, Lucas uh, was with the young priest and they beat him continually over the head, viciously and violently. He was in a coma for a month and then he passed away. Uh, Father Harold speaking about him, he says, this man is a martyr. He gave his life, you know, for his parish and for the uh, the, the priest who was shocked uh, with what has happened. So I'm, I'm giving him as an example, saying that there are wonderful people who realize they are the church. Uh, they're not priests necessarily at all. They're not religious. They are people 
people like you, like yourself, who realise that they are part of the church, that they are co-responsible for their parishes, for their faith, they participate in everything. Last Sunday, I had the joy of uh, being chair of the Archdiocesan Pastoral Council uh, with uh, Mr. Rakow and the team there. And, uh, you know, but I'm speaking not only to the Archdiocesan Pastoral Council, but more, perhaps even more, to the uh, Parish Pastoral Council, who meet much more frequently, the Parish Finance Councils uh, and the Deanery Councils, who have a responsibility for the life of the Church. Um, um, priests, I would speak first to priests. Look, this structure, the pastoral council, be it of the diocese, the deanery, or the, especially the parish, this is an essential thing in every parish. There must be parish councils and parish finance councils, you know. Um, uh, and the priests must really realize that and encourage them and offer training so that people are able to participate in what is a very noble task. The priest indeed has a special role there as a centre of unity, as someone who discerns with the people. In a sense, he's like a treasure hunter, person looking for treasures, in the sense that among the people in the congregation, he's trying to see people who are being gifted by the Spirit uh, and who can serve the whole, uh, whole community. He is, to use a word, an enabler, someone who enables other people. Um, you know, uh, uh, and so uh, working then for unity in the parish. Now, I'm saying then to priests, please open your hearts, uh, work with, learn from too, and listen to your pastoral councils because here you're dealing with people who have a whole lot of experiences of life, experiences of faith, uh, people of great wisdom, people of great uh, talents, working in all kinds of responsible jobs. And so listen to them and plan together with them for the building up of their parish. You have a special role as a priest, but also you have a great responsibility to listen to the gifts of your people. We find it in Jesus himself. Immediately when he began his apostolic work, he called his disciples, John chapter 1, Mark chapter 3, Jesus goes on to say, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Jesus involved other people in his mission. He says, I am the true vine, you are the branches. Uh, and so on. Uh, we read in St. Paul, you know, chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Uh, Ephesians four eleven. St. Paul, he says, Christ, it was he who gave some to be apostles, comma, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some pastors and teachers, some to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So uh, the parish council then uh, is, uh, its task is to really make the parish a community and make it a family, to make people to belong, you know. And I remember like down in Coxstad in Bizana Parish already uh, nearly, a, yes, a hundred years ago, the men in that parish walked three days to Lord's Mission in Umzunkulu to say the priests, we want a mission here, to start it by the laity. So many parishes around the country were inspired by the Legion of Mary. I remember a lady in Coxstad when we built 4,000 4, new houses there, going from house to house, inviting people who are Catholics to come to the 
church. So uh, the laity, you have a huge role to pray to, to to play there. The Catholic Men's Association, Catholic Women's, and all the sodalities. Yeah, so that our parishes are not just a collection of individuals, isolated, lonely individuals. So many people come to church and they don't come so frequently or they're visitors or they're new people in the parish and they know nobody and they we just pass them like ships at night. Um, there needs to be a welcoming, a sense of belonging, a sense, a sense of inviting and welcoming people into our house, into our family, into our church. And this can happen because many Catholic parishes are very big. And so the parish council have a great task to build up that sense of identity and of belonging. You know, um, is there anti-mind say a widow whose husband has died? Now the funeral is over. It's two months later. Is there anybody visiting or assisting or consoling her? Uh, you know, sometimes you have a sick person who have given their whole life to the service of the parish. Who's looking after them now? Um, is there anything being done for the poor? Uh, the newly married, you know, newly married people need ongoing help in their married life. Again, youth, is there anybody listening? There's so much to be done. And this is the work of the parish council. Because people today are looking for community. They're looking for belonging. You heard the wonderful words of Coquetso now, talking about belonging. Uh, people today are looking for someone to listen to them, to share with them. Uh, people are longing to participate, to use their gifts for the sake of God. And so the whole church is invited to, uh, to, to, to uh, open doors for them and to engage them in that work. Um, Yes, of course, we're so lucky to have wonderful sodalities and choirs in our parishes. But sodalities and choirs must remember that uh, priority must be given to the parish. The parish is not there for the sake of the choir. Rather, the choir is there for the sake of the parish worship and liturgy. Sodalities are there. Uh, um, the parish is not there. Uh, or rather, uh, the important unit in the sodality in the parish is the parish. And sodalities are there at the service of the parish. Um, so uh, I do say to people now, participate in your parish uh, councils. Be happy to do so. Um, uh, you people are, are very gifted. You are called. Uh, but we must work together. Uh, and not only work inside the church, but work outside the church and bring the fa Catholic faith out there. You know, really and truly, when you listen to the news, I remember when I was young, they used to announce on the radio, you know, at six o'clock there will be the news and sports results. I think in this country they should say at six o'clock we will have the news and the battle results or the court results because our news is dominated by Court cases, day after day, every government institution, the amount of division in this country is absolutely spectacular. They should enter the Olympic Games for the most divisive uh, situations in the world, Pol politics particularly, but also in churches. And everywhere you look, you find people, you know, uh, competing with each other, uh, looking down at each other. We really have a tremendous need for unity. And certainly the parish is 
an excellent place to begin to have unity in the parish. Okay, you don't particularly like your parish council chairman. You feel you should be the parish council chairman. Wait until the next election comes up. Work in the meantime with all your heart and show that you deserve to be in uh, in such a position so that we build up, you know, unity in our parishes, a unity though in the parishes based upon prayer, based upon sharing together, based upon listening to each other, based upon giving the youth an opportunity to be youth, to listen to them, to respond to them, to show that the church is with them because often they are very alone today. Uh, uh, unity also expressed by sharing that faith that we treasure with our young people and with all those who come to apply, apply to the church. And by a accompanying our young people after confirmation. With these words, I think our time has run out and my producer here in Tatitatu is looking at me very severely. It is half past five and so... Tuesday until the following Tuesday. So, Good night. God bless you.